so guys, so welcome along. Um, I think you're, you're seeing um, first page of the, the slide we have open there. Uh, learning at home, um, challenges and opportunities for teachers and families. So we'll, we'll kick it off. Um, we might start off by just talking a little bit about the, the actual RTC, which is what's hosting the event. Um, you're very welcome along to this, this teach meet that we set up. Um, the actual RTC, the Limerick RTC, myself, uh, myself and Kira have done it in the past too. There's been a few, few people involved. Um, it's a provider of professional learning experiences, particularly focused around technology uh, and how it supports uh, learning for both students uh, and teachers. Uh, and definitely we want to thank uh, CompuB, our technology partners, uh, and Limerick Education Centre for allowing us to host the event uh, and so on. Um, there's a link here. I'll be sending a copy of these slides to all of the uh, email addresses that you provided uh, when you registered. Uh, so there's no need to take any notes from the point of view of the slides. Um, just to briefly start off looking at what's out there at the moment in terms of Apple technology in particular and what's going on. Now, most of you, I'd say, are probably pretty familiar with these, um, but I'll just, I'll just briefly talk through them. Um, the app collections, I think, are probably the best for me personally, and I can kind of open the iPad when I have my two lads, say I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and I'll kind of open up the app collections with them there, and I'll go exploring some of the apps and see what they think and, you know, that kind of stuff. I've got some really nice, like I'm just looking at Epic there, I've, I've, that's actually been really nice in terms of, the, of younger people and reading books and so on. It's very well done. Um, and explain everything I know Paul is using and so on. So it's nice to have those collections there. They're there. Uh, teaching and learning from any distance. It's the Apple education page. Uh, nice to have teacher testimonies. Again, I think we're, we're all a little bit used to now being bombarded with lists upon lists uh, of resources. But it's nice to have teachers apply their professional scrutiny uh, to them. And uh, in fairness, uh, Apple's done a good job on that. Teachers talking about it, stuff that actually works for them in their classrooms. And Apple are organizing these virtual conferences too. I know Patrick, uh, you attended one of them and you seem very positive uh, about the experience there. Um, those online conferences, just to, just to quickly mention, they're teacher created. Uh, they're directly uh, applicable to education, which is fantastic. And again, I'll share that link uh, with you all there. Uh, while you're at it, you know, while you're doing, you're viewing these resources and you're learning how to use these tools, why not get accredited? You know, so the Apple teacher qualification is there for us all, uh, for anyone really, you know, to explore. If we're learning about all these new skills, you know, about using technology, you know, why not make use of that and get some accreditation? Uh, and I know a lot of us here would have these accreditations, but just, just to remind you that they're there and it's possible to, uh, to work through them. Uh, I think a particular favorite for me is this one, um, which is the 30 creative activity for kids. And I know we're all in very different contexts. And I think some of us today will speak as teachers and others maybe will speak as parents. And a lot of us will speak as both, you know? So as, as a parent, in a way, this has actually been my favorite resource because it's a mix of plugged and unplugged. You know, when like the, any of the reports that I've read so far about COVID and its effect on teaching and learning, the most prominent concern for parents is screen time, you know, because there's, no, there's not much other way of engaging with the learning from a school other than through a screen. So Apple have done a good job there and we've got a good mix of both plugged and unplugged resources. Uh, and I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, and it's very much on a budget. All the, the built-in stuff that comes with a Mac or an iPad or an iPhone, all built in. So that's a nice idea. Just a couple of things for us here today. 
just if you're not speaking, maybe mute your mic just to avoid feedback and so on. I'm sure you're all Zoom experts at this stage, but just to be aware of that. Uh, use the chat feature uh, that we have uh, if you want to communicate uh, anything to the group or add anything to the conversation. Um, the polls, I'm going to be setting three polls, just questions for you. Uh, feel free to, to anonymously uh, state your opinion. I've set them all as anonymous. Uh, everyone can speak, you know. So even though we've invited a panel on, uh, really everyone is entitled to jump in at any stage. Um, and again, speak as educators or parents. It's, it's, it's kind of up to you. Um, so the panel is made up here. I've grabbed all these mugshots uh, off Twitter. Uh, just so no one can give out to me because you're publicly sharing these images. So <laughs> that's where I got them from. We've got a good mix. You know, we've got post-primary teachers here in blue. Um, and me, Kira, Naomi, Adele, Neve, Paul, and Mary. Uh, I've tried to kind of align the graphics with their subjects. Uh, I'll let you guess which is which. And then in the primary context, we have Patrick, Cormac, uh, and, and Miriam. Uh, so that's kind of the context of the panel. But, you know, it'd be great to hear from, from everyone. Because really, I think the most important person is kind of, is kind of you. Um, so I thought we'd kind of just briefly, I'll present this just to show you the questions that I thought we could consider. These are the questions that I've kind of sent to the panel kind of, you know, prior to the event, just to kind of see, you know, about the question one being the most beneficial, challenging aspect of distance learning, be it for you or for your students. That's just kind of a probing question. The second question was the most effective, and you see the word effective is highlighted the most effective technology tools in your space. So what's really working? You know, what's really working well? The third question, um, have you kind of developed yourself as a learner, you know, or as, a, as, a, as an educator, as a teacher, you know, from your own perspective in this new reality that we have? And uh, lastly, has your view of teaching and learning changed? You know, so you were, when we're going back to school or not, based on some comments today in the media, um, what's changed for you professionally in terms of your understanding of teaching and learning, you know, so uh, try to kind of make them as broad as possible and kind of keep the conversation uh, as, as broad as possible. So we're going to start with question one. Uh, question one, you can see as the most beneficial, sorry, I just want to open it up here, the most beneficial challenging aspect of distance learning for you uh, and for your students. And before we start this question, we're just going to do a quick poll uh, on uh, some of your opinions, two aspects of maybe distance learning that I'd like your feedback on. Um, poll responses are anonymous. Uh, I'll pop it up on the screen now and I'll give you a few moments uh, to fill them in. Okay, so there we have our results just at that very quick poll. So you can see the majority of teachers uh, are doing uh, pre-recorded lessons, uh, which is interesting. And then in terms of carrying out live lessons, about half of us doing live lessons uh, and half of us uh, not engaging and two of us as non-applicable. So it seems to be that it's a regular, it's, a, we, we, it's, it's pretty consistent in line with what we're hearing about teachers, you know, making lessons for students to engage with, uh, maybe as part of a blended learning experience and then other teachers using the live lessons or I'm presuming what a lot of us are doing is just a combination of both, you know, a little bit of both uh, in terms of uh, for, for all the students that we have. Now, that question that we asked about considering uh, the piece around the most beneficial, challenging aspect uh, of distance learning for you or your students, uh, I might ask, maybe, you know, based on our, our summer discussions, I might ask maybe Cormac for you to kick us off uh, with that one. 
So Cormac, could you give us maybe just firstly some context about your, you, you know, as, as a teacher, where you're teaching, what you're teaching, uh, and uh, respond to the question would be great. I better unmute myself there as well. So first, and make sure I do that. Uh, so I'm a primary school teacher and I'm down in uh, Carrigaline in Cork uh, in the Educate Together school there. So we, like everybody else, got our kind of two or three hours notice to get out of the building, get out the door. Um, now, luckily, I think my school is, is pretty well prepared. Before this all had kind of kicked off, we had started a few bits and pieces. So I've been using something like a, a book creator online library. Um, other people had been already using Seesaw. So we were pretty quick off the ground. Um, so we weren't like some schools, like I'm, I'm still hearing from schools uh, that are still at that stage where they're just putting out a list of work from textbooks every week, uh, sending an email through. Uh, my sister is getting her child's work shared through Twitter on a Sunday evening. Wow. Um, and all the work is put up there for the week but there's nobody to submit the work to. So the work is being done and it's building up and nobody is, is kind of a, you know, commenting on it or speaking about it. So the child is really just dependent then on well, what the parent is willing to do at home with them. Um, so I think it, it, it's, it's one of those ones that some schools were very well prepared and some schools got really caught badly. And I, I, you know, I've made the point online a few times that a lot of teachers had to sort this stuff out at home themselves, um, that it wasn't done in school. So they weren't sitting at a table and people discussing what would be the best option for the school. They had to kind of sit down and put together ideas themselves and just get kind of set up. Um, so, you know, I'm finding that in, in primary, Seesaw seems to have really taken off um, and it's become a really kind of, but I think the main reason for that is just purely because it was a platform that you could set up yourself at home and be up and running within minutes um, with the free option and an awful lot of schools have gone with that option just purely because it was easy and quick to do at home Okay, okay, yeah, and I, I, I'm on Seesaw as well. I noticed with, with Killian with, What was new for me was that I was sitting down with him and all the work was being assigned through Seesaw And I was able to yep. see the sort of things that were going on in, in his classroom For the first time. Yeah, it was, it was for the first time, you know, yeah first time that, and in a way it's I'd love for that practice to continue for homework, you know. Yeah, we've already actually we've we've actually discussed that as a staff that from September the school is going with seesaw for next year again, and that what we'll do is maybe assign work uh, once or twice a week that it won't be textbooks. They'll go home and we'll assign activities to them on seesaw. Uh, now we'll be keeping an eye on on we have done polls and we've done surveys in the school to find out does every child have access to devices at home and things like that and we're, we'll work through that, but. Yeah, Seesaw is one of those platforms we've decided we're going to keep. We're going to keep running with it. And as it stands, the school and all the staff are creating activities and lessons and they're sharing all those. We have our own school library so that, you know, within the next year or two, we'll have a huge bank of resources. Um, if I can only get them to all organize things a little bit better, that we'll be able to access very quickly. So if you're looking for a particular task for a music lesson or a maths lesson, you can search by topic, you can search by age group. Um, and we're trying to get all that in kind of place now so that, look, if all this ever does happen again and we suddenly find ourselves back in this position, we'll be ready to, to roll straight away. You know, um, I was lucky enough that I was up and running within a couple of days of us closing because I already started my children, um, my class on um, a book creator library. So within days, I was able to assign work for them 
um, and they were able to send the work back to me through their book creator. And they've still got that going as well on top of Seesaw. Okay. okay. You know, um, look, it, 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 it was a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of correcting. It's a lot of work. I find myself that, look, I will be working probably till nine or 10 o'clock at night because there are some children they're only getting handed a device at that hour of the night. And I don't want that post or that piece of work hanging over them for tomorrow until tomorrow. So I will approve it. So when they log in, it's been approved and it's been commented on or whatever. So the day is longer, much, much longer. That's been one of the big challenges. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So in a way, schools are kind of building on the practice that happened prior to all this. And and maybe some have had a head start, like you say. Absolutely. Um, Look, I, I got a text just before we started here from another school just asking me for more advice about something. Um, and they're a school that, you know, they've been trying to get all their staff together to sit down um, on something like this, like a Zoom meeting, and try to put some sort of plan together. Because in a lot of schools, you find some teachers were very quick, so they set themselves up with a, an online platform. Um, and there are plenty of teachers out there who were, you know, stuck with the idea that look, even email is, is, is difficult. So suddenly they were being expected to roll out exactly the same platforms and we've seen it over the past couple of weeks in our school that some teachers just, you know, they, they ran with Seesaw straight away. Um, and now we've got everybody up sharing activities and lessons. Um, but I kind of got the ball rolling in that where I shared a few that I was after creating. And once I started it and everybody felt, oh, it's okay to. It just, it was like a tsunami. Everybody is sharing activities now and everybody is sharing lessons. So it's become... Um, it's become one of these things where it, it, everybody's there supporting everybody else. You know, there's loads of activities being shared up by people. Nobody's afraid of sharing their work and having somebody come back and say, look, that's not a fantastic piece of work. Everybody is working really, really well together. Um, so, no, I think even the least techie in the school, who I have, you know, kind of tried to help over the years to try and get them on board. Um, I found that in the last couple of weeks when they've been away from everything and they've had just themselves to do it, they found a way and they're absolutely flying now. Okay, that's great. Well, needs must, as they say. I think, that's ex- I think that's exactly it. And look, it's the same with some of the, it's the, same with some of the kids as well. Um, I have one child who, who has not spoken to me since September. He does not speak in class. He is very conscious of everybody around him. And I cannot shut him up online. He is recording himself, reading chapters of books. He is sharing stories with me. Um, you know, it's, 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 he's thriving in this environment because he doesn't have that crowd around him. And I think maybe the staff room is quite similar. You don't have that crowd of teachers looking at you going, yeah, you're not techie, are you? You know, so they've been able to figure this out in their own time. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and that'll all play forward. You know, that I hope so. what's going to happen. Thanks for that. Thanks for, for that, Cormac. Um, Naomi, could I turn to you just on, on, on a similar question about benefits, um, opportunities um, that this has afforded? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm teaching in Gwailflosh Limni with Kira and I'm Anadel and I'm a maths teacher in there. So I suppose my biggest challenge at the start of this would have been finding the balance between work and still making maintaining regular life and maintaining doing all normal activities that I would have been doing because teaching maths and teaching in a secondary school might be different to primary school but I found 
at the start I was doing a lot of videos and I was sending those out but I wasn't getting that contact back or that time with the students that you'd have in class for them to ask questions and it's very hard to assume understanding in those in those circumstances and I felt not so much under pressure but I felt obliged to answer emails at whatever time they were coming through during the evening during the night to make sure that I could kind of get back to them on, on that topic that they had during the day because as Cormac mentioned some of them might only be getting a chance to look at an iPad or have Wi-Fi later in the evening to be looking at them. So then, thankfully to Kira, she's been absolutely brilliant to us, but she got us on the idea of starting the online classes. And I'd be the first to admit I was very reluctant at the start. And I'm in a place now where the Wi-Fi isn't great, I'm hotspotting off a phone, but it's improved over the last number of weeks. And I was quite nervous about going online and in class, you know, you have that time where you can set work and you can be going around helping individual students, whereas in this setting, it's kind of all eyes on you for the 50 minutes, which I kind of found daunting. So I remember one of the forums actually Kira sent out, she asked, are we doing the online classes? And I had ticked no. And then she said, do you intend on it? And I had ticked no. And about two days later, after seeing one of her emails, I said, look, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a go. And actually my very first classes with a second year group, I said I'd start easy. I've only eight in the class, so I set it up and all ready to go. And the time came for them to come and there was no students there. And I was like, this is not what I intended. And my boyfriend actually, I, I was like, you go in now because I have a class. So he walked around the side of the class, or the side of the window. And he said, just yourself in class today, is it? I was like, this is so hard. <laughs> so I had no students in my first class, which was more time. So I was like, oh, this is a disaster. And then the next class I did, they picked up. So this was obviously at the very start. And they were they were similar. Like they found it daunting as well. And I think one of them actually logged in, saw it was just me and then left. I was like, um, um, but since then I said, look, I'll try it again. I'll go again. And from the first class that I had students, I just found it absolutely brilliant. The fact that you could, you could have that interaction again. Like you could see the faces. You could see the ones who didn't understand and who'd be the ones who mightn't be as willing to ask sometimes in class that they might come forward in the classes and that they started to get quite comfortable with it and even with that group I was talking about originally the ones that they didn't come by the end of it towards last week and the week before they were saying do you know I'm, I'm enjoying getting the routine back and can we do these every day as opposed to a couple of days of the week so going from my biggest challenge probably be to starting them off the biggest reward was seeing that for those students to they'd find like I was doing with say videos and algebra and I was sending them out and I was getting nothing back and I found this frustrating I was emailing them contacting parents and sure the parents couldn't help them because they didn't understand the topic either and I was kind of at wit's end as how can I help these students these are the ones who are going to lose out whereas the stronger ones you put up a video and they'll be perfect they'll be able to answer all the questions they might need the video they'll just see the questions and be fine so when I started getting that engagement from these I just found it excellent and even one of them took the job of in the class if my mic or anything went went for a couple of seconds he'd be like ah, avastris <laughs> you know he gave himself that role that he was and in class he wouldn't say much but he kind of found himself that he was important in the in the online class situation so i suppose that was kind of my biggest reward at the end of it okay that's great that's um that's great and Camille, it's interesting it's getting it's interesting <laughs> steve, the, uh, I, steve i can take over there if you want to put your id in he wants your apple id Oh, okay. <laughs> this is all going response, so well. Your response, Naomi. <laughs> yeah, this is going so well. Um, apologies for its Apple technology babysitting our children at the minute, and if they need an Apple ID, they need an Apple ID. Um, but um, yeah, Naomi, that's it's so it's actually just so lovely. I mean, it kind of 
you know, even when we're preparing this, we're all in a kind of vacuum, hoping that we're doing the right thing for the right reason. And even just listening to so far, even yourself and Cormac, just to kind of give the real example of, of how you feel about it all, because like, like I've had similar things with the live classes, but it's just and brilliant to hear somebody else's experience because you just don't know, like really how anyone else is doing with it. But um, yeah, you hear other people who are saying like, go for it. And you're like, oh, is it, you know, is it actually as helpful as they're saying? And then once I have one class done and realize the amount you get done in that class and all those students mm-hmm. who come are kind of willing to be there themselves. <laughs> um, actually, one thing, one thing and as well, like I, I guess as, as primary, we're probably not doing the live lessons as much. Um, I know that in my school, I think I'm the only one who does kind of a face-to-face session. So I do them three times a week for just small groups of kids. So I'll have maybe eight or nine kids on a Tuesday, same on a Wednesday, same on a Thursday. And then the following week, I, I kind of shuffle them so they get to see each other. So today was just a table quiz. Um, where I asked them 15 questions and we had a bit of a chat um, and they spent ages talking about the failed rocket launch made them all stay up late last night to watch mm-hmm. um, but you know look, look at it there it, it was one of those ones that I was very daunted as well about kind of doing the, the face-to-face because I'm finding maths a particularly difficult one because I want to try and keep new topics going so I'm creating videos to share with the kids and then I end up having to create a video afterwards that goes back over all the stuff that, you know, that I realized I didn't explain properly enough and be able to do it. Whereas I think like that, an online face-to-face session, you can react straight away to the children. I'm, I keep saying to Mr. One thing that I'm lacking is that I can't see that face looking up at me going, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. And I can react to that straight away in the classroom. And when you're online, you don't have that. You're, you are kind of, yeah. Hoping the child will let you know afterwards that they struggled, and a lot of them don't do that. Where that's that's where that face to face is absolutely fabulous. Yeah, are you? I think there's a nice link there, Cormac and um, Naomi. What you were saying about the students, you know, in that it, it, students in different contexts behave in different ways, you know, and in different, you know, the, these students who might have been pretty quiet in class just kind of engaging in different ways, you know, with, with online learning and so on. So that's that's. That's, that's very interesting. I'm going to share you just, um, just a, a quick straw poll I did uh, of my first year, second year ICT um, class. I asked them the exact same question, uh, which was the beneficial aspect. So you see, there, there was three things that came out kind of for them, which was the teacher sharing so much material. And even the fourth years had said, we're getting all this fifth year material, it's brilliant, we can work ahead. Uh, talked about the flexibility of learning, having more time uh, to think, to work through resources. Uh, and they talked about the fact that if they ever got a job where it was remote learning, they're like fully prepared, you know, in terms of dealing with that. That was interesting. Uh, some of the negatives I think we'll all be aware of, prioritizing their work, timetabling, um, access to devices that's already come up in the discussions, uh, Wi-Fi challenges and so on. Uh, exactly what you had said, Cormac, some students not really having access to a device until a particular time or having to use a phone to write an essay. You know, all, all of these kind of challenges, you know, that, that, that were inevitable, really, considering the way uh, all of this kind of kicked off, you know. It is, but, you know, on, on that, um, the fact that, you know, some of them have been using phones to write stuff and things like that, it's amazing how they've been learning new skills for that. So, and, and I know it's probably terrible from an English teacher point of view, but a lot of them have started dictating their stories. 
Um, and even to speed things up here in the evening, I will often have Siri read their stories to me while I'm working on another activity so that the story is being read um, and, and, and I can hear it. And it, it's, it's those little kind of time-saving things that they're coming up with and that I'm coming up with as well. And um, like I said, they're all skills that they will use in years to come for, yes, exactly. for any, yeah. any activity. Yeah. 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 Big time. Big time. Okay, guys, that's, that's, that's some fantastic um, inputs there on our first, first two questions. Um, our second question, I'm going to direct this question starting off maybe with Paul. Uh, I might ask Paul to, to respond to this one. Uh, Given just some thoughts, you know, your, your own thoughts on this, but maybe introduce us to a little bit about your context uh, in terms of where, where you're teaching and what you're teaching. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so I'm starting in Kloshi Koran uh, this year. Um, I was in Dublin for a few years teaching, teaching over there. I teach maths. Um, I suppose it's kind of two, two different worlds two, uh, starting off because the school I came from, technology wasn't necessarily to the fore. Uh, and having luckily came down to, to Kloshi Koran, like there's access to so much technology within the school. So uh, from that perspective, I, I've initially I have a degree in uh, IT um, before I went back to be a teacher as well. So this kind of stuff was, I suppose, nothing new to me. And I was very comfortable in, in adapting to this whole remote teaching uh, at home. Um, so um, from, from that, I suppose, myself and Steve and a few of the maths teachers within the department, we were, we were having discussions in the lead up to uh, the talks and the rumours that schools are about to close um, there back in March. And... Um, there's this we're trying to work out ways of how to teach our lessons um uh to our students and try and get as much as we can across so that actually see the transition from actually being in the classroom to to actually just sitting there at home and and um, learning what we would intended to teach in class so one of the apps that we uh, we started to use was this app called explain everything now as I said I'm a maths teacher, but it would it would work across the board in a variety of of um, of other subjects. But I found it very beneficial for myself uh, to use it because essentially it's essentially like a mini whiteboard that you can use in your iPad. Uh, you get a stylus pen, you can just write your lessons, you can pre-record it, um, and you can actually just flow through the 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 whiteboard or the app um, so that you know you can transition each section of your lesson nicely. Um, I suppose for, for that then as well, I suppose you can also upload different types of media onto the whiteboard for, for me to put across to reinforce what I'm teaching. Or if, you, if students were in school and they, were, they did have access, I suppose, to this, um, they could use it for like group projects and stuff like that. You know, you can save it and you can upload it and you can go back and revisit it whenever you want. I suppose, so it's, been, it's, um, it's very beneficial from that point of view, from a, I suppose from a teacher's aspect. Um, I suppose another benefit of using uh, the app Explain Everything is there's such a catalog of presentations already there and that you can just search for and you can scroll through and, and see if there's anything of use to you. Because um, I suppose we all try and reinvent the wheel to a certain point, but then it comes to a time, uh, time where you're trying to manage your own time amongst other year groups so you're if you can come across something that would maybe save a bit some bit of time but you can add to it or, or make it improve it um then explain everything will allow you to do that too from the catalog which is fantastic there's also like for anybody that's new to it 
like you can just go on there's tutorials available for you to watch they're pretty short there's nothing uh there's nothing new um in relation to um to that but it, it's um it's fairly easy to to kind of learn how to use um the functionality from a maths teacher's point of view like you can write in your equations you can just type in text like you normally would use on an ipad you can get your stylus pen you can write out physically write out your your solutions but the most important thing is um, it obviously uh, records your audio so you can literally talk through your students step by step um, to it and i found for myself that i kind of was chopping and changing over the last couple of months between using uh, screencast-o-matic so that allows you to do screencasts up to 15 minutes and then using explain everything and it's amazing how many students uh, that wouldn't necessarily always engage when you're face to face in class but were onto you straight away in google classroom or through email and going sir i didn't understand this part of the homework could you uh, explain it again and that's where i think explain everything came into itself because you can put together a quick five six minute video share it with directly to that student or any other student that might have an issue with um with homework and it's there for them to revisit whenever they wanted to um so i just thought i just thought explain everything was a fantastic resource for me to use from a maths perspective and i just see there uh, cropping up um quizzes is something else that i, I have used over um the last so those few weeks, especially with the junior cycle year groups, um, just kind of trying to change it up and keep it more, I suppose, interactive where through quizzes and stuff like that. And it links up nicely with Teams and, and Google Classroom. And then obviously you can get instant feedback in relation to how students found, found the quiz or where they are with certain topics. So quizzes has been very beneficial as well. And um, I set up uh, IXL within the school um, so I set up for every student within within the school uh, for maths and English. And again, the best thing about uh, this whole experience, I think, is students can actually learn at their own pace to what they're comfortable with too. So you know you you know the students that find it easy when they resubmit the work back to Google Classroom for you to correct. So maybe you can alter your your questions to maybe challenge a bit more the next day. Whereas the students that found found it a bit more difficult. You know, you, you can just maybe rein back some of the questions you're giving them and then tweak them so that you, you cater to their level. Um, and I just really found that this whole experience for me, looking, looking at it from this perspective, that um, it gives a completely different dynamic the way teaching is going to, going to happen, I think, for me going forward, that I no longer really have to fully rely on face-to-face -face interaction, um, even though that would be, be great when it does happen again. But, like, as soon as we're in class if a student gets uh finds certain aspects difficult i can just go back to using the ipad use the explain everything app i can do do it out with the student uh, beside them i can literally save it and straight away i can just email it uh, to them uh, or share it with them through google classroom so it's readily available for when they go home to, to try it out for home you know okay so in a way it'll like augment if we ever go back to a traditional looking classroom mm -hmm. You still have all these tools to augment the learning. Exactly, yeah, and it's and it's not taken away from the the face to face. I mean, that's that's I suppose critical for everyone, but it's just adding different dynamics to it so that you can constantly reinforce the student's learning. You know, and so yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, great. I think you'll have a lot of fans here uh, would explain everything. Um, I think yeah. you've all used it to 
I use it for years to great effect. I know Kira loves it. I know Cormac uses it. And I know a lot of guys have used it. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice product built by educators as well. Yeah. And I, I suppose the, the, the good thing about it, I explained after them, like, you know, you can spend time, I suppose, differences between using a free version of screencasts. Like if you make a mistake, <laughs> you have to go back and restart it again. Sure, Whereas yeah. with explain everything, like you can literally split the audio and patch it together again, or you can just, you know, you can pick out the part where you might have maybe said something incorrectly and it saves you time having to go back and start over the, the lesson that you were, you, were, you were going to do all over again, you know? So that's definitely, that's one advantage from explaining everything. That's great. That's great, Paul. Thanks, thanks for your input there. No um, I might bring Miriam in here just to, to discuss it for maybe the, the, the primary context if you're there, Miriam. Yeah, it's saying my network band is low. So if you want me to turn off my camera, just let me know. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm a teaching principal in St. Michael's in um, Barrington Street. Um, I have a previous uh, background in communications and marketing before I retrained to be a teacher. Um, a person who always loves technology, but as a teaching principal, you don't get as much time as you'd like to, to try out all these things and create your own resources. So I'm absolutely loving this lockdown because it's enabling me to do things that I would love to have the time to do if I wasn't trying to juggle two jobs. Um, I know Seesaw has been mentioned before by Cormac, but uh, I had been using Seesaw in my classroom for about two and a half years. I have a lot of EAL children and um, the parents find it difficult in general to communicate. Um, so by using the Seesaw family app, they can send me messages, you know, if their child is sick or the child is feeling unwell and they want me to pay special attention to the child. I suppose I'm teaching senior infants and first class, so they're quite young and the parents do feel the need to communicate with the teacher more frequently at that age. So be I had been using Seesaw class in my classroom but my parents weren't familiar with that. And that was a major stumbling block for me because when I tried to roll out Seesaw Class app at home, the parents were like, yeah, yeah, we have the app, but they, they had Seesaw Family. So I'm trying to explain to parents who English is not their first language that yes, you have the Seesaw Family app, but you need the Seesaw Class app. So Cormac said it was really quick to set up Seesaw and the kids went home, but it wasn't quick for everybody. <laughs> so I painstakingly had to make all these tutorial videos to walk the parents through and send them images of this is what the app looks like. You don't have this app. And then they were like, I have the app, but I can't use the code. But anyway, we got there, it took about two weeks. And what I learned from that was that as the class teacher, you just can't do everything. And um, we're lucky enough to have enough uh, support teachers in our school that I actually um, partnered support teachers with class teachers. So um, we have a support teacher working with every class teacher and I kind of married abilities. Some people are more uh, confident, others are not. So I tried to put a confident staff member with technology with someone who wasn't as confident. But some of those people, as I think it was Cormac was saying, they're blooming now and they're making resources on Seesaw and they have absolutely no problem. For me, I suppose I'm um, using Screencastify with Seesaw. Um, that's probably where uh, I suppose my biggest issue is Irish, trying to teach my Irish program you know, remotely. I mean, I found it very difficult. Um, so I'm able to use Screencastify to use the program I have for school that I have a license to use, but I'm able to capture it through Screencastify, create my mini lesson, send it to them 
as part of the seesaw activity and then base the activity on what I've uh, recorded in Screencastify. And I suppose at my level it works because it's a short mini lesson. Um, I would say explain everything for a more detailed lesson would, would be better. Um, but for me, I suppose, you know, marrying seesaw with Screencastify has been able to tick many boxes for me. So yeah, that's, that's the main one. The other things that I find very helpful, just on a daily basis, I would send out my work. And in the beginning, I would just send a Google slide with a um, myriad of activities and options and menus and do this, that, the other. But I started recording myself uh, actually sp speaking through, well, boys and girls, this is what we're going to do today. And I use Audacity for that. And one of the parents, like the first day that came through, she was like, my child did every single thing that you said that he had to do today. He's at home for the last three weeks and he's done nothing. But because Ms. Smith spoke today, he's done it all. So like the power of your voice can't be underestimated. And when you do an audio comment for a young child or for any child, you know, they, 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 you know, they have this, it's the teacher speaking and she's, you know, giving me positive reinforcement. And I've had many messages from parents to say, thanks for the voice comment. He's so proud of himself. So like we are so far away from them, from them, we have to try and, you know, connect with them. And I suppose different strokes for different folks. Some people are not confident with that, but also, you know, at a secondary level, you wouldn't be able to be doing voice comments for certain things, but certainly in primary school, they just, it makes them 10 feet tall. They're so proud of themselves and the power of your own voice to connect is amazing. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a lovely point. Um, Miriam, you're making about the, the engagement and how the engagement kind of improves just through the human interaction, you know. And I, I think Seesaw, and I've seen it, I've seen it with Killian. I know, I know this is a thing for Kira, she might want to speak about it the whole about building motivation and building engagement. Um, Kira, do you want to come in on any of that? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I just look, it's, it's just lovely, it's all music to my ears, and just as again from a parent's perspective, um you know, when, when he does get a voice comment, well, everything else means nothing to him, really. Do you know, like, by just a star, like, putting the heart, saying it's been liked, really has no effect on, on, on Killian's engagement, let's say. But when the teacher takes the time to do an audio, um, he's just face lights up, you know, and um, it kind of, it's, it's much for us as parents as well. We're kind of, like, watching for the feedback more than the kids. It's like... Oh, okay, we're on the right path. Let's keep going. Or, you know, this, you know, just some sort of formative feedback. So yeah, it's really, really powerful. And, and it's, and it's lovely to, to, to hear it. Like, um, but uh, thanks you so much for, for your input there, guys. I'm kind of got time sliding in now and it's, 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 it's lovely to hear everyone's um, input. So will we, uh, this, can we ask the same question to um, of Adele? Because um, Adele, um, I know, is um, doing a, a live cooking lessons. Um, and I was lucky enough that she sent me a snippet of one of them. And it was just, it was the best thing I'd seen in weeks, like just to see all of the students, um, you know, working away there, cooking together um, on Zoom. And I'd love for Adele to share her experience of that. Are you there, Adele? Yeah, I actually... Um... You know, to echo the sentiments of some of the other speakers, I was very apprehensive about engaging with the students. Sorry, my background is home economics. Um, just for anybody I don't know. Um, so, yeah, like I, I was really, really apprehensive about going live for cooking classes and the challenges that 
would be faced with students cooking on their own. Like I did it mostly with first years. So um, obviously we had the challenge of like resources, you know, some of them wouldn't have ingredients, but a lot of the students who didn't, they came along, they left the cameras and the mics muted and they wrote down little kind of notes for success, you know, for maybe when they would have a bag of flour at home or that kind of thing. Um, and then like the other kind of challenges, typically in first year, they're cooking in partners. They're not totally independent in the kitchen. So for some of them, like it was their first time ever cooking on their own and you could see that they were nervous or like maybe hear like mommy in the background kind of going, keep stirring it there. She said to stir it and that kind of thing. So you're kind of going, oh, hello. <laughs> but um, no, like it was actually really, really nice. And like, you know, another thing I was apprehensive about was like, you know, we're making a tray of brownies. It'll be in the oven for half an hour what am I going to do with them for a half an hour looking at each other once the dishes are washed so I kind of married in um the use of Kahoot with say when we were baking cleanup is done we sit down we were doing a bit of Kahoot for revision for summer tests and that kind of thing and they loved us they were all ready with their two devices and you know like I'd set a timer on my phone and then we'd all check whatever's in the oven together and that kind of thing and it actually, it was a really positive experience, but like that, I was really apprehensive before I kind of took it upon myself to actually do it and engage with it. But I think it went okay. I think like Adele, like congratulations and to everyone and everyone who's here today as well. I mean, I just think teachers have been so brave. Like, I, I don't think there's any teacher who wasn't apprehensive. I mean, when did we think like three or four months ago that we would be doing live lessons for our students? You'd never imagine it. And it has taken, you know, we've had to be really brave because we've all been bombarded with GDPR and all of this for the last number of years that teachers have been terrified to nearly send an email. And now look at what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? We're in each other's houses. Like, you know, we're in kids' houses and they're in our houses. And... Um, you know, and it's just, I think teachers have been so brave, but they've had to do it for the greater good. And let's just do it now and deal with consequences later. And let's, it's easier to ask for, you know, forgiveness and permission. And there's been an awful lot of that kind of goodwill with teachers. But I do think like it has been really, really, you know, again, any way at all that the students have been able to hear a teacher's voice, whether it be through recording or live lessons, I think is just really driven on the engagement and it's something that I kind of I'm getting all this feedback from everyone here today just about these little little things that just really increase the engagement because it's as much for us as well like and it was mentioned as well in the chat like we need we need it like as much as they need it to know that we're doing what we're meant to do you know and uh, it's it just I love hearing love hearing your stories so thanks a million guys for, for your input there for um from um Adele and and Paul and um, Miriam. Um, but Steve, would you like to, I think, is there a quick poll? I'm looking at the time there as well, and we've got... Oh, Steve, you're on mute there, love. Oh, for anyone who doesn't know, myself and Steve are married. This is why I called him love there. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so if we kill each other, you know it's normal, so basically. Yeah. Um, Question three. Do you want to lead out question three, Kira? I have it on the screen there. Okay, question three. Oh, yes. So this is kind of um, how the one about how have you developed as a teacher or learner in this new reality. And I suppose this question, we were hoping to kind of gather some sort of um, some information about, you know, thinking about planning for the future. Because I know that we've been, it's been really high octane and we've all learned, every single parent, child, teacher, everyone, we've all learned. But 
you know, the summer holidays are coming up. I know for secondary school tomorrow and for the primary schools in a month. And, you know, we were just kind of, I suppose, time to reflect and look forward and plan for the uncertainty ahead. And we'd love to get your ideas, like and this group that are here who've stepped out of the sun today, like, which is amazing. Like, we, we want to gather all of your thoughts and ideas about um, how to support one another and other teachers going forward through the RTC and our own schools. So with that said, we were, I was going to ask um, uh, Patrick if he would give us his input here about how he's developed as a learner and a teacher in this new reality. That's grand. I, I just unmute myself. Perfect. If anyone, if anyone knows me, they probably think I should come with a mute button, actually. It might be handy. <laughs> <laughs> might be handy. The Zoom, the Zoom is, uh, is giving, giving me a chance to stop talking. It's great. Um, thank, thanks very much for uh, organising this. It's great to listen to all the, all the different ideas and everything. And um, Dale, I was in the PDST webinar the other day, which... Um, was it Patrick Luby from the Whale Colossus that was talking about the live um, Zoom lessons? So it is nice to nice to put a face to the to, to the name. Was uh, anyway, I'm um, I'm a sixth class teacher in party in school. I had um, I had first class for three years and infants for uh, a year. We'll say so. I had a big jump. The, the main thing in my head all year was confirmation that was cancelled on the twenty first of May. So online graduations and things are are important we'll say um, I, I'll answer the I'll answer the question anyway about the I suppose the uh, learning and um, and being a teacher I suppose and dealing with the new reality and um, I suppose I'm after becoming a kind of a traveler in relation to webinars and things like that um, at the moment um, uh, Tony in the uh, Limerick Education Centre has, uh, has loads of them going on we'll say in terms of virtual sports days and virtual graduations and all those kind of things However, the ECSI uh, website, it has all the CPD in the entire country. So if you click into that, click CPD courses, they come up in Donegal, Wexford, Galway. So um, you can, you can, if you register on those, um, on those education centre pages, you can get, um, get, get any, kind of a, any kind of a webinar going. We'll say. I looked at a bit of resilience with Shane Martin and every, everything we'll say, because I know well-being is, uh, is very strong, we'll say, in, in second level, where it hasn't really impacted us yet, but according to the PDST, it is coming in the next few years. Uh, Steve, you mentioned earlier about the, the Apple, Apple virtual conferences. Uh, uh, when I found him, there about, uh, was it a month or two ago, I, I registered for them all. <laughs> and I didn't realise uh, that they were all, I think it's six of them in one day, but it was a uh, Pacific time, you know, so it was nine o'clock and it was three, so I just, uh, I just had, a, had a man, and if, if there was anyone in a webinar with me, unless I'm given it, I have camera muted and... Uh, and uh, our camera camera off and voice muted and I just have the headphones on with uh, so I can listen away and say nothing because uh, we have to do uh, we have to do a bit of running for the cock penny dinners we'll say on Saturday so I was uh, I was I was doing a bit of exercise at the same time but the, the Apple virtual conferences the one on clips is class and uh, it's brilliant we'll say I'm using clips at the moment we're making videos of um, animals my principal rang me at half eight one morning I thought it was something serious wrong but he just wanted firm videos on the party and Twitter page there's loads of pictures of goats and the milking parlors and things like that but clips is very easy to use and I definitely recommend that as well I suppose in relation to even though it's an Apple RTC um, uh, webinar I also looked at um, some of the Microsoft uh, things as well whether that's sacrilege or not but uh, the Microsoft Maths problem solver app is brilliant you can just take a picture of the sum I'm recommending that to 
or the parents will say, and it'll, it'll generate an answer, but it'll give you a step-by-step -step, and it'll give you the specific Khan Academy videos that you want, you know, because sometimes we'll say denominators and adding like and like will say can be a, you know, just can be teaching jargon before parents is uh, brilliant when, when it is all specific, we'll say from that. And the immersive reader, I think uh, I even mentioned it in the chat there as well. That's, that's a brilliant part of it as well, but in relation to that, the Apple products themselves will say, I'm loving the inbuilt scanner in notes, particularly for, um, for it's a lot quicker, we'll say, to scan the sheet and um, send them off. And my brother was doing his LIT exams online as well. So uh, he, he'd arrive up with about 10 minutes left and I'd scan the, the sheets and he'd, uh, he'd, he'd send them off. So they're brilliant ones. And um, the assistive touch, the multitasking function, that's also in one of the webinars we'll say with apple as well where you can have your um, you can have your notes and you could have separate and you can drag and drop which is uh, which is brilliant so anything that kind of makes things faster and uh, easier is kind of i kind of want to want to learn while they're there as well and the podcasts as well sean delaney inside education is uh, is brilliant and i also i was listening to um speak up storytelling it's brilliant for storytelling because i have a habit to just uh, as i suppose as you've guessed i talk quite quickly but i have a habit to just give the punchline away in the story but, but building up tension and uh, and holding things back is uh, is fabulous and the pdst webinars as well does does one tomorrow at, at 11 we'll say and i must genie the the young lad was a patrick luby we'll say from Gwale Kalashti. genie was brilliant the other day he talked a lot uh, a lot more articulate or and things than, than i i'd say no but, uh, looking back at second I'd have been a, I'd have been a different, uh, a different kettle of fish. Not at all, Patrick. I could listen to you all day. I could. I think you, yeah. <laughs> you're brilliant. You're brilliant. But you, you had this wealth of information that you have there, Patrick. Is there um, was, like we'll, we'll, we'll have to record back the whole thing now and 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 write down all those and put them in the email because, Jesus, wealth of information there. Um, yeah. So we definitely have to share all those kind of links and stuff you were talking about there. Um, yeah, I did a webinar with Tony. I, I sent out seven pages of links to the to um, to the participants. So I can I can forward to you on yeah, that if you if you could. Yeah, sure. We'd send it on here because you have good, okay. great stuff in there. Like thanks a million, and uh, thanks for that, Patrick. And then Neve as well. Would you like to come in here, Neve? Yeah, Neve is our manager. Sorry, is our RTC manager. <laughs> I keep it short. I know you're watching the time. Um, but uh, go ahead. My name, if you don't know me, I'm a secondary school teacher as well. Maths, like a few in RSD, and I work with special education needs students as well. Uh, we are a one-to-one -one iPad school, so says we were lucky that we had the tools there ready to go. Uh, maybe they weren't always used to their full potential, but I think the teachers really appreciated that, you know, they had the goods when it came down to the remote teaching and learning now was the time to use them. So thinking about this is how I developed, like I know Naomi mentioned it already about the live classes, like that was a big thing for me as well. I was going away grand with the pre-recorded happy out and was nervous kind of about um, doing live classes. You know, they could be taking pictures of you, they could be parents listening to see are you saying the right thing, um, your notes being shared, things like that. So I was worried, but like we had great um, support in the school like colleagues were helping us like get sorted get st started um we were using teams so we had lots of like mock classes things like that um to make sure we were kind of confident with it before we went for it and yeah we did and like naomi said you know once you kind of went for it that was it 
you you realized okay the nerves there's no point we're professionals we know what we're doing we'll be fine <laughs> so we went with those um the student feedback was great so like that was enough really to keep me going then um we didn't do it wasn't five days a week now but maybe two two days out of the week we'd do a live class um i think it kind of kept them going kept them kept them on track a little bit um even if they weren't so committed on the other days, they kind of, they really did come out of the woodwork for, for those two days. They did, they did enjoy it. Um, from a non-technology point of view then as well, I really think empathy for the students. I really developed that over the past couple of weeks. Like to go from completely structured timetable, support at every corner and in every class to being at home with no, nothing. If everything is their own responsibility. And then some students have even more on their plates than that. And I know we, we always knew it, but I suppose I never thought about it that much. But like if someone submitted one day's work to me out of a week before, I would have said, where's the rest of it? Whereas now I was thinking maybe they have no parents with English. Some of them are minding their siblings. They have, they have very little time. They're under huge pressure. And I kind of started to appreciate that. So if I got one day's work, it was the voice notes, it was the positive comments, you know, asking them questions, how are you, how are you getting on, you know, trying to get a, give them a bit of a boost. Um, so that was huge. And going into the next question as well, then it will be, I will be keeping that up, I think, going forward, whether we're in school or whether we're remote, um, I'll be sticking with that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because aren't te teenagers in by nature, they can be quite shy. I noticed that myself, like in the live classes, like it can be, you know, they'd rather sit there now with the hood over the, you know, they're putting their hood over their faces and stuff like that. Like they're, they're shy, you know. Um, but I think the one-to-one -one kind of emails and if you can get them on their own, then, you know, I think communication has definitely improved that way. But uh, yeah, it's lovely to, I suppose, it really, we are a caring profession at the end of the day, like, you know, and it's it's just it's just the communication isn't it just hearing from them i don't really care about standard of work i just want to know that they're if they're tipping away with work they're doing okay you know that's the kind of main thing isn't it and, and i mean there's hear from them for a few days like you'd be worried about them yeah yeah and you might have 100 students but you would be worried if you didn't hear from them yeah yeah, yeah. thanks a million for that input Neve. that's fantastic and um, steve do you want to take over the follow the last question there? Uh, yeah. yeah i'll just um just just on on, on Neve's point there about the, the, the students Again, just a, a very quick straw poll with some of my, my students on the same question. They talked about they've developed ICT skills that they never knew they had. Um, they've become more independent and they've had a bit more time to engage in learning and that's kind of changed their attitude in some ways. Um, but definitely the motivation, like you said, the empathy piece, you know, they're finding it hard at times to stay motivated uh, in, the, in, in, this, in this new reality. Uh, so a bit of a mix there um, of, of, of good and bad. We'll kick off with our, with our last question. Um, has your view... And then, Steve, sorry to interrupt you there, Steve, yeah. a sec. Sorry to interrupt you just, just at the end, because I know we're kind of coming to the end, but we might, you might throw up the polls at the end if people have time to fill them. And um, just one other thing, if people could be thinking again just about if they have any suggestions for any kind of courses that they might, uh, that they think would be good uh, going forward for next year, if you want to throw them into the chat, that would be great. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Um, so your view of teaching and learning has changed whether or not it's changed in any way that will kind of affect your sort of ongoing practice uh, going forward. Um, and I'll post that into the chat too. And maybe, maybe could I get uh, Mary to respond um, to that one? Mary. If she's there. 
Sorry. Yeah. Listen, I'll, I have three comments really, and I'll, I'll make them brief because our time's nearly up. Take your, time. Take your time, Mary. We'll, 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 we'll see if they generate more discussion on it. But I suppose the first one picks up directly from what Neve said on well-being. Yeah. The second one picks up directly from what Stephen said around motivation. And the third one is something personal that I want to share with you in terms of continuous professional development. So I echo so strongly my experiences common with Neves in terms of, and also Kira, who talked about this new relationship space that we're in, that we're literally in sometimes their bedrooms, sometimes their kitchens, and we're hearing their lives behind it. And it really, what it's brought home to me is how, how stressful this new environment is for them and how as teachers we need we can't keep teaching the way we did in the classroom so i i you know i i do my so because the stresses they're under be it wi-fi or you know all those things that may have listed listed um using the phone to write an essay not able to prioritize their timetable uh, and the challenges they have around Wi-Fi and stuff. So I suppose the big thing that I'll take forward into this new environment, which will probably be different, is my relationship with individual students and how I, how I treat them and how I address them and the tone, as Nia have said, the language that I use with them. Moving on then to the point that, so that's the first thing, my students' well-being going forward to become really you know, because it it's challenging. The next thing then is motivation. And when I reflected back on my lessons, I had videoed myself and I played myself back. And I was struck by the amount of teacher talk in what I was doing. I was talking, talking, talking. So one of the things that I've tried to do, introduce laterally, is more of the stuff that we do in class, for example, pair work. So I came up with this idea here. I don't know if you can see it but I've asked them all to create a buddy. Yeah? Okay? Oh. All they need to do, now if they're, if they're more motivated, they can go off and do an arts and crafts on it. So I say, look, we're gonna do pair work. You're gonna to need to turn to your buddy now to practice the phrase in French. I'll also say, I know you're sitting at home and you're probably thinking, well, I'm not going to bother doing that. But, you know, to produce it in French, will be, this'll be part of your homework. So you're gonna to have to do it. So you can either sit around now and not bother doing it, or you can just get over the pain and do it. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> out your poster and it has to be done anyway. So let's do it. So, and I'll set up just like you would in class, some paired exercises. Yeah. So they do pair work and, and I have downtime in my class for that. Um, I then, the other piece that I've observed with all the talking that I'm doing is I'm not confident about their note taking. So again, I dedicate time in the lesson for them to take notes and produce evidence of that. I think some people have talked already about the chat box and also Padlet as a really powerful tool for giving back formative assessment on the spot. Yeah, so that was my second point of motivation. Uh, was there anything else on that? Uh, oh yes, on the motivation thing, really powerful is that quiz form. We've done it already online here. Just you get material that you can use to give effective feedback live in the class. So quiz forms or, or Google, you know, the polls and stuff. And then the last thing I suppose is continuous professional development. 
And I always thought, oh, that would be quite good to video what I'm like in the classroom and play it back. But we have now a really practical tool with these videos to consider our teaching, you know, through a prism, if you like, but to kind of shine a light on our practice using technology. Um, and, uh, you know, time to God, I've done so many Zoom calls and teaching council webinars and Apple calls and Google calls and PDS, like there's so much online training now. It's fabulous and a wealth of resources. So I suppose those are my three things, my student well-being, you know, am I, you know, how do I make my classroom inclusive so everyone's on board and motivated? And my own CPD, you know, how I can become a better teacher on the back of that. So those are my three really here. I don't know if you've any, or Steve, if you've anything Brilliant, to Mary. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great, Mary. That's great. I'm just yeah. thinking about your student there with the ruler. You'd never have to ask him to sit up straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, Steve. Very good. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Go on, Kira. Yeah, no, no, no. Just one thing I wanted to add there as well, I suppose. And that's the thing, just to be honest, because I think it's great that everyone's been honest about the challenges because we, we've, had, we've been very vulnerable. Um, but one thing for me, I definitely have looked at is um, that I want to look at going forward is just the differentiation. I think we were kind of so caught out that we're trying to, well, I was definitely sort of trying to get everybody in that way, teaching to the middle. And um, it was actually Patrick Luby at the talk kind of said, he mentioned a couple of things and looking at him, I was like, God, you know, you really, I should really be setting something a bit more challenging for him now. And equally then, you know, for I am differentiating for kids who just couldn't keep up. So I'm setting them different work through Google Classroom. But it's actually the other kids and, and, and just getting that kind of balance right between our time, like, you know, our time management, what we can cope with. Um, but yet still kind of differentiating. I mean, differentiating is always kind of um, something that I think a lot of teachers kind of are, are always trying to get right. But it's something that I definitely want to look at uh, going forward from this again, especially if this continues the online um, teaching. But uh, no, thanks a million for all your input. Steve, do you want to take over there? Yeah, um, again, I, um, I, I, I definitely would echo Kira's points there. And, and a big thank you um, for everyone coming on board. Um, I, I'll send a follow-up email um, to, to anyone, to everyone who's registered. I'll just put in a link for some feedback. And Kira mentioned some maybe some core suggestions for us. And I know Tony O'Shea and um, Dave Fagan are on from CompuB and from LEC, and they seem very, very happy to support any, any crazy ideas uh, we might have uh, about uh, distance learning and online learning. So, so no matter how crazy you think they are, send them on. We'll give them a go. Um, Steve, could I just, just, sorry to interrupt you there again, right. but just, I know, I, I know our time is kind of coming in, but if there is anyone who wants to kind of uh, add anything, like, you know, do, you feel free as well. So Steve, I just wanted to say that there as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're not uh, going anywhere. Kids are quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll send a link to, um, to all of the stuff that was mentioned. Uh, and definitely, Patrick, if you want to send on that, that any material you have, uh, we'll be delighted to include that if you're happy um, as, as, as part of what, what we sent out. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I'd like to particularly thank, you know, just our, our panel in terms of sharing all, all of that, all of their experiences that they're having and providing such insightful you know, responses and empathetic responses in relation to dealing with the crisis that we're under. Um, and I want to thank Kira uh, for helping out as co-host on all technical matters. Uh, and we definitely look forward um, to hosting 
continuing the, the, the spirit, as it were, uh, of the RTC, uh, developing us all uh, as learners and teachers and learners. Um, and again, any, any feedback you can give us to sort of keep that going would be much appreciated. So would anyone else like to come in with any other comments before we, before we finish up? I take it we're all good. We're all good. Guys, thanks for being here. Just, just, just one take there, Steve. <laughs> no, it was just something that I spotted yesterday in the news. There was an awful lot yesterday about this whole generation of children that were losing out and there, were, there was a loss of learning happening and that this was going to be a generation that in some way were going to be crippled for the rest of their lives because of a few months at home. Um, and I think it's just been lovely to hear from everybody there just about how there's all the other side of it, all the mm. problem-solving skills that have been there, um, the skills that they've developed that will be, you know, they'll be able to pull through in the future years. Um, look, there are already talks of changing the way we teach, the way we do exams, the way we assess, um, even from differentiation. You know, when you mentioned Adair, Kira, I'm finding that all the, the activities that I'm making at the moment, it, it's kind of always in my head because I'm thinking that child is at home without me there. Oh, so I need exactly. to be able to differentiate it directly and straight away. So mm -hmm. I, I'm, but I'm trying to create my resources now in such a way that they can be very quickly amended so that I can have them at different levels. And you'll have them there for years to come and be able to edit them again. But it's just been lovely to hear all the positivity here as well this evening. Yeah, I agree with you. Steve, I'd just like, Steve, I'd just like to say from Pat LEC, thanks very much for Kira for organising the, the uh, discussion here. Um, we know that the likes of the big groups in LEC are, are over for the foreseeable future, so if we have any ideas of webinars that you'd like to present as teachers or uh, webinars that you'd like us to offer, please let us know. We're here to help. So you have my email address. Let me know anytime. That's great, Tony. Thanks for coming in with that. You know, and again, you know, that's 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 how the RTC started. That's how the Inspire started. It was just 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 teachers looking for a bit of space to do, you know, so, some professional learning, and you guys provided that space. So, you know, it's much appreciated, Tony. Thanks very much. I'll, I'll jump in there as well, actually, Steve, for a second, um, and just say, yeah, well done to you, to you for organising this, and. Um, I think high praise is deserved um, to every teacher in the country over the last few months. Um, I'm talking to schools on an ongoing basis and how you've adapted and innovated um, to meet the requirements of the students and of the staff as well, of the teachers. You've mentioned uh, mindfulness and well-being. It's just as important, I, I feel, within the teaching body as well and within the various different institutions to keep that within the staff as well as, as um, the students. And from CompuB's perspective, we're more than happy to support and yeah, we're eager to see what we can do. And we've had to adapt and innovate as well over the last few months. Um, we launched our learning platform there recently and it's, it's been going down very well and feedback from schools has been phenomenal as well. Just with simple tips and tricks and a lot of activities as well that are available, similar to the Apple ones as well. Um, so we're more than happy to help and support in any way that we can. So cool. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, cheers, Dave. And guys, again, I'll, I'll, I'll include the link to what, what Dave mentioned there, the education manager in CompuB, learning.compub.com. I had a good look at it the other day. And it, what I really liked, Dave, about it was I spoke earlier about the 30 activities that Apple um, had, had produced. But it was actually great then to see yourself and Craig actually work through them 
you know, for, 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 you know, for people who, who kind of needed support in terms of going through them and to actually see an, an end example of, a, of an inaction, you know, so, so that was great. Um, because I think even some of the points, Neve, you made and uh, Miriam, is that we're, we're very good at dumping lists of apps and so on, but we kind of forget the fact that there's a workflow to these things. You know, like you mentioned, uh, Miriam, you mentioned uh, the screens and Seesaw uh, working so well together. Um, I think, um, Naomi, you were mentioning Kahoot and Zoom. You know, all of these lovely interactions that come when you kind of build on, you know, the technology to there. Because I think we'll all agree there's probably not one app, uh, bar Zoom, maybe, that kind of does it all uh, in terms of supporting learning. It does require kind of a multitude of different kind of technologies just to kind of get it over the line, you know? Um, so that, that for me has been very beneficial in this, just to see how people are doing their workflow, you know? So Kira, do you want to want to make any final points? No, I just hope that everyone can uh, go out into the sun and have a nice glass of wine or a beer. And um, it is as, like, you know, first time doing this. And it, do you know what? It's, I, I, it's just been really, really nice. I've been, I've been sitting on a lot of panels and attending a lot of webinars and, uh, there was just something that kind of warmed my heart about this, you know, hearing everyone's real experience and just feeling the love that you guys have for your students, you know, um, and just kind of reminds me about why we, we keep going. I know teachers have been getting a lot of bad press, um, but I know that I think teachers have been absolutely amazing and we've kept uh, learning going. You know, and I think hats off. I think I think we fast forwarded technology and education by about ten years. Like the progress that's been made has been just phenomenal. And I think we all know that. We all know that as educators, and uh, we can just be quietly sit back now and uh, watch how it all kind of develops. And there won't be people complaining anymore about too much screen time, even though it is something that we have to manage. And um, so, guys, uh, you know, make sure that you have a great uh, uh, break. And um, thank you so much. For coming today, um, you're Neil Mog of Accorda. You okay with that, Steve? Yeah. I'll you put on the I... dinner now, Steve. Come down and put on the dinner. <laughs> Come downstairs and put on the dinner. <laughs> on the pizza and the beer. Guys, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Take away. I'll see you again soon. Take care now. Long, Gourmino. Long, Carl. Long. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks a million. Long, guys.